You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined by my co-host and friend Corey, the Bayou Benders. How are you, buddy? Friend. <laughs> I know it's I hit a, a little, I hit a little stutter there, but it's hilarious. Hello, friend. Hello, friends. Uh, welcome to Has Nightly. Uh, I'm Corey, and I'm fine. Uh, been working my ass off. Um, we're back. It feels like it's like pre-covid era for my job me and my cousin had vacations one week apart and my boss came to us separately and said that we couldn't have either one and that the month of march and april isn't even an option for anyone to take vacations and we got march's uh schedule and it's fucking ridiculous and we're about to do it with four people less than we would normally have. So it's real busy. I can understand why he was freaking out about it, but um, I'm doing good. I'm just a little, little tired, had to work. Uh, I don't know if you know what tool is, but that band uh, had to work a tool concert last night. Um, it was very long. <laughs> so a little, Well, little... I got to ask you before we get on the subject of hockey, you became a little bit of a minor minor celebrity on twitter you had your 30 seconds of fame oh again yeah (laughs) yeah that was fucking nuts um yeah thursday um i had to work the billy Eilish concert it was awesome um i loved her second album i think we talked about this last time um well i'm fucking just doing my job i ran the building And while I was doing that, I was checking for, I was doing like an inventory, you know, I needed to pull some kegs over to the Corona bar. The keg room is like across from it and uh, coming out with my kegs and this fucking scooter just fucking flies by. Like if I, if I didn't sit in the cooler for a second and just like take a sip of water, I would have fucking just steamroller with kegs and um when you say scooter like like a fucking scooter like an actual like 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 a, a razor scooter okay. like I, the handles and the very like not like not electric it was it was an electric one but it okay. wasn't like a it wasn't like one of those loud ones It's like, just like, like this thing's like a silent killer, basically. Like if you were to get hit by this thing, you wouldn't have known it was coming. Okay. If the user's not like, oh my God, I'm going to hit you. You're not, you know, it's it's just going to happen. Okay. Anyway, so so yeah, so she's, she's, yeah. Yeah. So Billie Eilish is on the 100 level at the uh, Smoothie King Arena and is just fucking hitting laps. And she's doing this because, um, I guess a group of volunteers show up at all of her events because she has, I don't know if this is her personal, um, I fuck, forgive me. It's like, uh, I guess a benefit type of thing, uh, trying to get rid of, uh, like unneeded waste, like plastic water bottles and shit. So they set up, um, like a water tank that has like, you know, you put your bottle under it and you can refill it, that type of thing. So she's got stations all around the the Smoothie King Center. And then she's got vegan options at a couple of different uh, venue sites, which is awesome because, you know, if people have listened long enough, I was vegan for four years and I transitioned from it um, mid season last year. Uh, (laughs) So I thought that was really, I thought that was really awesome. So she has this at all of her concerts? Yeah, so I think it's like a, a a pledge thing for her. You know, she's trying to rid waste, um, especially like 
water bottle waste is just like astronomical and shit like that. But anyway, so you got these volunteers at, at various sites there. And the perk of being a volunteer is, I guess, you get to meet Billy Eilish because she's really, um, she loves her fans and she wants, you know, thank you for working for me to help with what I'm trying to do to change the world and, and all that shit. So the best, the nicest thing I could do is fucking come meet you. You know, you, you're spending your day instead of being able to watch my concert, you're at the concert, but, but working. So she like flies around the fucking arena to meet all these people. But in order for her to get it done, I guess it's just easier for her to just rock a fucking scooter. Well, anyway, yeah. so back to it. I almost killed Billie Eilish with a fucking wit with a, uh, a <laughs> with a basically a fucking hand truck full of fucking cash and she just flies by and she's like i am sorry <laughs> and it fucking stops because it talks to her, you know the volunteers but like fucking 50 yards back i look to my left and her security is like fucking just dead just dead on the inside like drained of life he's got no oxygen left in his body he looks like he's been running suicides oh he doesn't have a scooter no no scooter <laughs> no scooter just full jog you know like you could tell that he was full wind sprint for a bit then it decreased to a jog then it was just like just a really brisk walk because the man was just trying to keep a bit of energy because she still had to go to the third floor and then probably the suites so this dude is already regretting you know the piece of king cake they gave him you know downstairs so you're telling me that you almost killed the youngest Grammy winner in history. Fortunately, because um, <laughs> I would have been upset. And then apparently when I tweeted about it, because I thought it was fucking hilarious, like not me hurting her. Um, I thought the hilarious part was just, I was just doing my job. And you never see these celebrities that have worked many of concerts and you can see them like doing like their their warm ups before it and stuff like that. But like never really close, close up like that. And this fucking girl is just flying around the arena with a poor security guard who's just like completely out of breath and exhausted. And I guess that's just what it's like. Cause I mean, she's still young, you know, like I th- she seems like she's so much older, but she, she just turned 20, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know, low energy ball like you, you know, like I, y'all are fucking hyper as shit. Y'all don't have back problems yet. Um, well, yeah. So apparently she broke her fucking leg on the scooter. Um, pre-covid or some shit like at one of her concerts or something so when i tweet this shit people start losing their fucking minds and is well because i think what you said was straight scoot yeah she was fucking scooting like that (laughs) which is which is something that me and my friends say like we always like because all right so we skateboarded when we you know grew up and scooters were the shitty little brother you know what i'm saying like just that pesky little bastard at the skate parks that were always in the way. So we would just fucking, I wouldn't say shit on them, but we never really was, wouldn't go out of, out of our way to, to make fun of somebody or anything, but like just the objective of scootering <laughs> has always been something funny to us. So we've always, uh, we've referred to it as just fucking scooting, you know, like this motherfucker's over here just scooting. It sounds super country. It comes off the, rolls off the tongue real nice. Um, so, I mean, I guess it was more or less like when I wrote that part was just like for my friends. Cause I figured my friends would see it and be like, Oh, that's hilarious. You know, not, you didn't... not fucking 300 <laughs> Billy Eilish fans. So um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Corey got like 300 likes, like 70 plus retweets. And all you got to do is put, I don't even think you added her. Did you? You just, no, put, like, I didn't know her fucking Billy Eilish. Yeah. And then at the same time, I didn't want her to be like, oh, it was this guy that almost fucking killed me with the cax. You know, right, like, I really doubt, I really doubt even <laughs> if you added her, she was going to see that. But yeah. Anyway, though, um, one of the greatest fuck concerts I've ever went to, not going to lie. If I wasn't fucking working the show and I was like around your age or her age, I would have took acid at this show because her fucking light show was so eerie and fucking spooky and shit dude and like the back the backdrop that that they were playing was so like sinistery like dark fantasy looking dude i was like fucking mesmerized watching this shit 
Um, and the way she could <laughs> control the crowd was fucking gave me goosebumps. Dude. It was nuts as fuck, dude. It was a sold out show at the Smoothie King Arena, something that the, the New Orleans Pelicans will never fucking be able to do. Um, and just she just commanded energy and it was fucking nuts. I was like, wow, this is great. Filmed a couple of videos for my wife, one for me because she played like a song that is like super dark sounding and shit. And it's like one of my favorites. So I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is sick. And uh, it, but it was so loud, I couldn't even fucking hear the radio for calls. Like if there were like draft issues. So it got to a point where I was just like, all right, fuck it. Like we got 25 more minutes until alcohol cut off. I, I can't even get down there anyway. Like the, the fucking elevator that I'm by doesn't is having problems. So I, I'm just going to watch this. So oh, it sounds like a sick experience. Dude, it was sick. And but it was storming outside, dude. Uh, now, I know Louisiana cold is not. Canada cold or North cold or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, but it was 30, it was 38 degrees outside, uh, which is what, like eight degrees for y'all um, or six degrees, whatever. But it was storming, just lightning outside. Just it had been raining all fucking day. So when it was time for me to fucking go, uh, it was still storming. So I was like, fuck, I can't, I'm, I'm not walking through that yet. I got to walk like a mile to get back to my car. So <laughs> I just kept watching it for a little bit, dude. It was, really great like if i didn't have if i didn't have to work it i would have fucking went like i told my wife i was like i will fucking either work everyone that she does down here or i will go to it if i can't work it i will be there at least that shit was awesome like you're so you're saying billy made a new fan that day no i've been a, i've been a billy you've fan. been a billy fan i've been a billy fan but as far as like paying money to go see her or like taking time out of my life to get paid to go see her i'll take it every fucking chance i get <laughs> well there you go yeah. no that's that's a sick story and i just saying 100 percent we're putting billy eilish Scoot. in the title uh when we tweet this uh episode out so if oh yeah yeah that, you want the you want the love <laughs> oh yeah we're yeah we're, we're getting the clicks so if you're here for that thank you that concludes the billy eilish topic if that's all you're here for you can leave uh <laughs> moving on to uh some hockey now the nhl all-star game commenced this weekend we had the skills competition in the game and i would like to tell you i was able to tune in and watch but unfortunately the nhl is still a barbaric organization and due to regional blackouts and absolutely no illegal streams that i could find uh i was not able to watch any of the events however i did get to see some highlights and i think if we're going to talk about the all-star game, we have to talk about Trevor freaking Zegris. <laughs> oh my God. Now I didn't even get to see uh, many of the other shots. I saw Kaprizov did an OV one, mm-hmm. but I, 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 I saw that and then I saw it again and again and then I watched it 30 more times and I still can't comprehend how he did that. He did that it. Was, he did it. And I swear to God, he had to have seen through the fucking blindfold. I mean, yeah, for, for he 100%. had to. Like the way he knew exactly when to fucking pop it, that motherfucker had to have seen through it. Oh, like, I, I that's I'm not in any doubt of that. I just I that's not even it, the hands. Yeah, yeah. He's the skill. He is so fucking phenomenal. It's disgusting. He is may very well be the most talent skilled. I mean, he might have the best hands in the NHL mm-hmm. at the age of 20. I really do believe that. He'll have a he'll have one of those ignorant ass nicknames soon. What kind of what do you mean by ignorant ass nicknames? Like you know, like Mr. Game Seven, uh McJesus. Mr. Game Seven, Pride of Coburg, baby. Yeah, Pride of Coburg. Is an amazing nickname. Oh, excuse me. I just had to, I had to pause my audio because I'm fucking having a sneeze fit. Cause I I ended up having to walk into the storm that was after Billy Hollis's show. So I've got a bit of a of a, a fucking cold. Um yeah, no, this kid, this kid is gonna have like some crazy hand, you know, hand combination style nickname, like you know, like filth or some some ignorant thing like that. You know, like like the term silky mitts is just like 
you know, edited for just the name Trevor Zegras on like, you know, like Webster's Dictionary, shit like that. Um, I wonder, like, we're so early on in his career and he's done all these amazing things. Like, he's shocked and awed the league his first season. And I wonder in 15 years how he's going to impact the game because we saw him speaking at the all-star game, talking about how he wishes Patrick Kane was there because Patrick Kane was his idol. Mm -hmm. Now everyone listening to this podcast knows who Patrick Kane is. They know what he did. And I remember when he was in his prime, his mid twenties and he was coming in on breakaways and just, doing a million stick handles in front of the goalie and then shelving it. We thought that was the most amazing thing on the planet. We thought Patrick Kane had the best, some of the best hands Mm -hmm. we've ever seen. Now we've seen what he's inspired in Trevor Zegras and, you know, some of the other young phenomenal players, especially has got insane hands. Uh, Caulfield, I think is going to get there nowhere near Jack Hughes has insane hands. Um, Mm -hmm. Just off the top of my head, some guys, right now think about, the seven, eight, 10, 12 year old kids watching Trevor's egress right now. I'm really, I'm really excited for the way the kids have taken this league by storm because Trevor's egress, if he knows it or not, is inspiring kids with what he's doing on the ice. Absolutely. Um, and if you, like the best example obviously is like him looking up to Patrick Kane or like Kaprizov to Ovi. Like I was talking to my cousin about it. I'm like, to just think that like, I'm sure Kaprizov like grew up and he just idolized like Alex Ovechkin, like, like, you know, like you said he did, but he's in the league with him still, you know what I'm saying? And I'm guessing the same thing is going on for Trevor Zegers. I can't imagine um, how just, fucking filthy the league's going to be by the time, you know, these kids that are just, like, wonderstruck by, you know, a young Trevor Zegers or a Kaprizov, you know, a Caulfield or or what have you, um, is going to be when they get there. Like, Trevor Zegers is out here pissing off fucking analysts, you know, and fucking <laughs> Tortorella, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he's obviously going to reshape the league just, like, Ovi did and Crosby did and, and Kane did. Um, I know you talked about Kane a little bit as far as like, you know, what he did back in the day. I couldn't fucking stand him. But at the same time, it was just like, he's like the best North American kid I've ever seen, you know? So it's like, whoa, it's, North American. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of, um, I'm thinking of fucking, uh, is it Pavelski? I forgot, I forgot which one, but one of them I was just – I don't think I was upset with Pafelski, but I thought Patrick Kane was American. Could be tripping. No, no you said North American. Mm. Canada, Canada's North America too, buddy. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. American. American itself. Um, yeah, U.S.-born guy. I hated him, but I was like, wow, we do have, like, a gem. <laughs> um, but, yeah. It's it's the little nugget that America gets is the Pavelskis and fucking the Caners and shit like that. Well, you speak about Pavelski too. That guy's still getting her done in his. Mm-hmm. You want to say the twilight of his career, but it doesn't look like he's slowing down. Not at all, uh, like at whatsoever. And honestly, if you were gonna ask me five years ago if Joe Pavelski was gonna still be like relevant. I think he's gotten better because I always thought of Joe Pavelski as a, a star who could score goals. Like he, mm-hmm. he could score goals at the best of them. The guy's been a point of game pretty much since last season. Like he yeah, had one of the things on 56. He's got, he's 48 and 43 this year. Like he's like a fine wine. Right. I really want to get, uh, me and me and my cousin Cody were gonna go to the March twenty eighth game. I think it was against Vancouver. I, I want to in Dallas. I want to see Pat. Uh, Jesus, I want to see Pavelski before he retires. Um, just being a, a bit of a Sharks fan and, and a Dallas fan. 
Um, yeah, for sure. And actually, just to add to that, Joe Pavelski, his best statistical season was in 2015-16. He had 78 points, 38 goals in 82 games. He's on pace to have his best year ever at the age of 37. Good for him. What a team that wanted him, too. I think – I'm not saying that the Sharks didn't want him, but they were clearly thinking that Eric Carlson was more important than <laughs> him, and therefore, like, oh, I'll never fucking live that. I'll, they'll never live it down. I'll never forgive them for that. But, um, but get, get back to a little bit of the the Winter Classic, since that's really all we can <laughs> had to watch. And like me, if you work too much and you couldn't see it, or you're like Mason, where you can't see it because, one, you might not be able to afford it, or, you know, you're, you're not willing to pay for it because it's not – it's not anything to fucking write home about, but uh, Nick Suzuki was present there. Um, looked like he had a lot of fun. One of the main highlights they showed was the, I think it was the breakaway challenge or whatever, his little skills comp. Uh, nice, nice little top shelf right off the. Yeah, the uh, breakaway little, challenge, right? Yeah, little bar yeah. down action. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find a, a feed of it to see what, what they were doing in the fucking, uh, in the Bellagio Pond. But uh, there's a they sick, were like there's a sick picture of them uh, in the middle of it. I'm like, wow, that looks really, really fucking badass. They were like saucing pucks from center. And it was a weird, weird competition. I'll give the NHL credit; it was different. Uh, I wouldn't say I appreciated it, but <laughs> it was interesting to say the least. Um. But yeah, uh, I mean, it's a it's a sick picture. I like how they tried to replicate, you know, the main points of a hockey rink, you know, like the ice setup. Um, but yeah, uh, the Atlantic went down, and uh, some asshole on Twitter said that there was going to be a Jack Campbell sad interview coming, and I think she works for uh, Bell Media which is uh, a piece of shit company anyway. So it's like for someone who's going to advocate one day out of the year about let's talk and, and then go on to rip somebody who has clear mental issues about a game that means fucking nothing other than sportsmanship um, is a fucking dig at the wrong person and not at the, and not at themselves. Uh, but if you were able to watch it, I'm sure you fucking enjoyed it. Um Except for probably the halftime uh, performances or whatever, whatever they wherever they stuck it um, with MGK, I'm surprised you didn't pay to watch that like a pay per view. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't get to. Uh, unfortunately, didn't get to tune in and see my boy MGK. Yeah, hopefully, but... hopefully shredded the guitar again. Fucking would have been badass. Uh, <laughs> but um uh, another thing obviously every they do it every year winter classic time stuff they announce uh the next uh, i'm sorry the all-star game they announced the winter classic stuff and like the, the upcoming um outdoor games and stuff like that and at first i was like fuck yeah it's gonna be at fenway with boston and then like a second later i immediately got fucking mad because i'm like why the fuck is Boston getting their fourth Winter Classic game and their fucking ninth outdoor game or 10th outdoor game. Um, I think it's a bit of favoritism, old man's league, whatever you want to call it. They think the views are going to get better because they're going to put it in fucking Fenway with a Boston team where the market is the biggest. I think it's a fucking – it's a sham. The last two that they've had have been in the South, and I'm not saying bring it back to the South, but – um very good ratings the fucking the last the one this year i think is like in third place as, as far as like views um was probably the best one to fucking date and um here we go back to fucking boston so we can see another average boston jersey against a team that's probably not going to be a brand new team it's probably going to be something like the fucking rangers or something like that unless the canadians in it then i'll be all right with it I'll be Boston right Habs, that's but that's I think what they need to do. What I think the NHL is really lacked because I remember the first winter classic was Habs Buffalo. And really? it, I believe it was Habs. Oh Buffalo. my god, was that when we came out with the candy canes? I think so. Ugh. All right, <laughs> I, I've just never understood 
like I think there was a Habs Boston one a couple years back, right? Yeah, 26, 2015, 2016. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. We won yeah, five. The atmosphere was amazing. Hit rivals against each other. Even last year, they did Colorado versus Vegas, right? Was it Colorado versus Vegas? Uh yeah, at, at the um the outdoor games. I think it was out I'm in like all, Tahoe. I'm all for getting uh I don't want to say southern team. Colorado's a newer team, you could say. Mm-hmm. back in and getting an outdoor game they should have played minnesota a team right. they hate and that hates them you want to see a beef on twitter avs and wild fans hate each well that's why that's why like, i liked this year's with st louis versus minnesota um i mean if you look back as far as like 2010 to 2015 minnesota would get knocked out by st louis excuse me, in, in the playoffs or, you know, like their rivalry was fucking massive. And I love that they chose that because it was a team that just won it. Um, that's still good. And then a rising Minnesota team that is really refueling that fucking fire for this rivalry. I thought they did a great job with it, but who's, who did they get to put up against Boston? No, you, know, you make it, you make it. Oh, point. Boston, Vancouver. Like, okay. They're just, that's not going to work. Boston has, that'll be awesome, but it's not a, it's not a Habs team to write home about to make it a, an amazing game. You know, I, I, I want to see fresh stuff and that's why, and I don't mean to, to push forward because if you still got something to say after this, that's fine. But we're finally getting to see the Carolina game that was promised to us outdoors. Uh, the year COVID happened in 2020. So Carolina is going to be playing in Raleigh, uh, which is awesome. I, we, we're, me and my cousin want to go to a winter classic but every year we have to work the Sugar Bowl, so that's really not in our wheelhouse right now. We should have went to the to the, the Dallas one, but we couldn't have gone. It was our first year with our department. But um, this one in Raleigh is something we could possibly do. But it, it's awesome to see that they're finally getting a shot. Yeah, for sure. And sorry, I I miss misspoke. The first um, winter classic was Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Oh, okay. Oh, I think that's but, with the light blue Pittsburgh jerseys, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, and I say that those were nice. Buffalo's played in two, mm-hmm. two winter classics. Okay. Pittsburgh has played in looks like two as well, which makes sense because of Crosby. What I don't understand is that am I let me let me do a quick okay Hello. yeah okay. Montreal Montreal and Toronto have played in one winter classic respectively mm-hmm. and a little crazy <laughs> it just yeah it just doesn't make sense to me because if you if the idea is that you're driving sales because you have a big team like Boston then if that's your excuse it makes sense that you're playing Boston Mm-hmm. They had Chicago's played. It's like Chicago. Years. I was about to say Chicago yeah. was like the glory team for that era. But they went to every I, fucking one of them. Chicago can't sell tickets to their own stadium. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think, pretty frustrating. Oh, sorry. Chicago's played in four. Yeah. Chicago's, dude, Chicago. It, like, there they've are. They've been too much. <laughs> There's teams that should be blacklisted for a while. There are 32 teams in this league, and only 14, 14 of them, of them have played. Mm-hmm. So that just shouldn't be how it – like, it mix it up a little bit. And what I find, I think, more disturbing about the Winter Classics is the new ones, at least, are not memorable. The only reason I remember the – I guess the, the Winter Classic wasn't even – the winter classics or is the heritage classic which is different it was an outdoor game the only that's that's that feeds into my issue i guess there's so many they have the heritage classic the winter classic these outdoor games and they're not memorable anymore i can't distinguish them right mm-hmm. because i think this year there's another outdoor game coming up is there not um for this season i'm not sure i don't know I, and um, that's, I'll look and it that up just, as you continue. That feeds into the issue is that the NHL has – they're beating a dead horse here because 
I, I while saying this right now, I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Nashville, Tampa. You remember with them dirty, ugly ass fucking jerseys. Yeah. So there's also Heritage Classics, which is what Montreal played in Ottawa, and it was the horrible. Very first, the very first Heritage Classic was Montreal versus Edmonton, mm-hmm. and then I think. We played one the year that we got Shea Weber, and it was the last year for Eric Carlson, and, and we got skull dragged. I'm looking at this list, and the Colorado Vegas game isn't even listed as the Heritage Classic. So I'm no, no, no. That was that was that was a stadium series, but it was the top. You're gonna look for Lake Tahoe, and that's how you'll find it. It was it was just just the outdoor series but because of covid they didn't want to hold it somewhere so they decided to do something different and hold it at like an exclusive area that's why i think the lake tahoe one was was cool because they couldn't be fans there if i'm not mistaken so but what they did was they flew them out to a fucking lake and actually played on a lake which i thought was really cool so what is the different the stadium series are all all outdoor games as well right stadium series normally take place and like baseball fields yeah. or like college type of shit, you know? But what, I, what I'm getting at here and looking through all these lists, okay, I, it, I am a hockey podcaster. Am I the most knowledgeable hockey mind even on our network at THPN? No, there are guys who know a lot more about me. Neil, for example, of the Devil's Advocate probably would have had this right off the top of his head and would have known all this shit. That's the I, uh, oh, fuck. What is it called now? I'm so sorry. Uh, Devil's state of mind is Devil's state of name. mind. I I still yeah. call it the Devil's Advocate. He does the New Jersey Devils podcast. He does the live streams for THPN. If you haven't check out Neil, he's amazing. Anyway, what I'm saying is I am you and I are both people very involved in the hockey scene, and we have a hard time remembering or kind of dissecting and um figuring out the difference between all of these series, the stadium series, the winter classic, the heritage, the average fan to them, you know what I mean? It's nothing. They're outdoor games. And I think the NHL has really lost its sense of marketing in that. And they're not special anymore. And while I look through this list, so I've looked through the winter classic, the heritage class, and now the stadium series, It's still the same teams. I've seen New York a bunch of times. I've seen Detroit. I've seen Pittsburgh. I've seen Chicago. Like, I haven't seen – I know this is going to sound stupid. Where's Columbus? Where are the Arizona Coyotes that you want to – you claim you want to market and get bigger? So Columbus was actually – you know, we, we never talked about it, but like, it's, it's shit that like me and my cousin talk about is because we want to see differences in it because I think that's what keeps it fresh and keeps it fun for us is I want to see new things. It's just like every, every fucking, you know, Stanley cup or, or championship game, whether whatever sport it is, I want to, I want to see new people. I don't want to see, you know, the same things constantly, but Columbus was, was, was a good thought because it's a team that's, that's been on the rise. Um, their fans, they actually like pack out their fucking building and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it would have been great for like the state of Ohio and shit like that. Well, um, go ahead. to give you a sense of what I'm getting at here in 2017 for the stadium series, it was Philly versus Pittsburgh. And in 2019 for the stadium series, it was Philly versus Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 disgusting with some of the shit. <laughs> like, like, uh, like the fact that like we're finally getting the Colorado one. I mean, the the Carolina one. It's so big because like, why would you waste the momentum of a rising team with a young fan base that could really, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I don't live in a hockey network. You know what I'm saying? So when I see new teams represented, that's what I want to see. If I live outside of the grid. I want to see something refreshing. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, this Boston one, because of COVID, it won't be a Canadian team. So who are we going to see? Boston, New York? You know, uh, Boston, Pittsburgh? Boston, Tampa? Well, You know, like, they're going to pick, like, a big network 
which is fine. But why not pick one with a surging young franchise like they did with Minnesota and St. Louis? Now, I know it's not a new franchise, but, like, their fans are finally giving a fuck. You need to play off that. Like The uh, other thing, and I know there's probably just money is always the play, okay? The only games that are played have been played in Canada are the Heritage Classics. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have one coming up this year, actually. In Toronto, it's the Leafs versus Buffalo. I I get why it's Buffalo because it's in Hamilton. Corey, that'll mean nothing to you. Hamilton's Hamilton Bulldogs, fucking PK Subban. It's about all I know. Subban family. It's a close drive to New York and (laughs) Buffalo, but I why has there not been a Montreal Toronto? That's what like if this team if if the the Canadians were good this year, they were silly not to offer after that fucking seven game you know fucking series last year. You're dumb not to fucking try to pinpoint that and play off that again with an outdoor game, let alone the Winter Classic. The Toronto Blue Jays play in the. Is it still called? Blue Jay Way. No, I don't know. Is it the Air Canada Center now? What's it? I always called it the Super. The, it's the Rogers Center. Okay. The Rogers set. The Rogers Center is huge. Okay, it's massive. It's an MLB stadium. Let me quickly look up how many it holds. Fifty three thousand people. Okay. You're telling me that if you and I f- think you could probably fit more seats in there, right? Because they did. And I think they have seats close to the gap, closer to the glass. They like put up stands when they're doing it. Anyway, you're telling me Habs versus Leafs that wouldn't be filled to the absolute brim. There would be people flying drones above the above the arena or the stadium with just watching the game. It would be huge, and it would be very marketable. It would be a big event, but the NHL doesn't want to do that, and it just baffles me. I just don't understand. And I think you're totally right. I This era of the NHL, as far as, like, fun stuff like this, only cares about the U.S. market. Exactly. And I, what, since we're getting to that, um, I first want to focus from a Habs fan and as a Canadian hockey fan, because I find we talk about the U.S. a lot and when it comes to the NHL and stuff like this. But as a Canadian hockey fan, I think it's really frustrating because – Yes, the NHL wants to market in the U.S. And from a financial perspective, that makes sense. But Canadian hockey fans are still a major backbone of the economy in the NHL. And that's just a reality of the situation. Like, the seven teams in Canada have a more rabid following than I would say most teams in the U.S. I would bet you they're they're top 12. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe with the exception of Ottawa, they drag everyone down, but that's Eugene Melnick's fault. (laughs) (laughs) I think the NHL is making a big mistake by not having more of these events, at least close to Canadian markets where Canadian fans can visit and Canadian fans can attend. Um, I don't even remember the last time the All-Star game was in Canada. Do you? Mm, I'll look it up for us while you talk. And I just think as a Canadian, like none of this stuff ever really interests me because it's not accessible. And I I get, it sounds minor. I don't, Lake Tahoe was really cool. I thought that was interesting. But for example, playing at Fenway, you know, a lot of American hockey fans, they know what Fenway is. They know the history behind Fenway and all this stuff. And it's interesting. I'd be willing to bet a lot of Canadians don't give a shit about Fenway Park. So unless the Leafs or the Habs or the Canucks or whatever are playing in that game, which they never are, they're they're probably not going to tune in. Right. And I think the NHL could do a much better job of, yes, we want to expand the game. We want to grow the game of hockey. We want it to be big in the U.S. But, you know, at the same time, you want to have some of that in Canada too, because these fans are rabid and 
they're going to do anything and they're going to pay a lot to go see hockey games and do these special events. And that's why it's all leading up to uh, there's reports. The NHL may take the draft out of Montreal this year due to COVID restrictions. And if Gary Bettman, I just, you know, you know, he wants to, mm-hmm. <laughs> if he does that, I think it will be a big, big mistake. It'll be a big stain because that if Montreal has looking like they're going to have a first overall pick, that place is going to be sold out. As, as much as they can fill the bell center, if right. Montreal is drafting in the top five full and the reaction and it's going to be a zoo and it's going to be great marketing for the NHL. So that's my little spiel. I think <laughs> the NHL needs to, I don't know, redirect their focus a little bit because Canadians are as hungry for hockey as they've ever been. And if you give it to them, they'll pay for it. I think you're right. Um, last time that the winter, um, not the winter classic, the all-star game was in Canada was 2012 Ottawa senators uh, at the Scotia bank. That was you know, the senators was just the, the, you know, the fucking place, whatever. Um, before that Ottawa? 2009 uh, at the bell center. Okay. So, well, I feel, that. I feel bad then because that's actually a lot more recently than I thought. Yeah. But it's, it's, I mean, do you want to see after that? They didn't have one in 2013 because of the lockout. They didn't have one be- in 2014 because of the Sochi. I mean, the Sochi Olympics. Then after that, Ohio, great. Nashville, great. California, Florida, California, St. Louis, Nevada. And then next year's is going to be uh, Florida again for the Panthers, which makes sense. Why not? Because the Panthers are actually a team to watch. I would think that that Boston game, the Winter Classic, this one, you save that by putting the, the Panthers in it or something like a, a, at least a team whose fan base is uh, excited about a finally winning, you know, a winning franchise. So why not do something like that? Um, but just to, just to move on, uh, we do have a word from our sponsors over at DraftKings. Uh, the moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner, of Super Bowl 56 is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. Excuse me. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million in top prizes with their first deposit. Guys, remember, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 uh, is the minimum age allowed, and location requirements may vary due to jurisdictions. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements, state-specific responsible gambling resources, void where prohibited gambling problem. You call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. You can call or text TN Redline in Connecticut. You can call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE. And why or text hope and why, which is four six seven three six nine, not hot penny, like I said last time. Um, Mason, who you want to win the Super Bowl? Or do you even give a fuck? Um, well, previously, I said I, I wanted Matt Stafford to win, okay, and so individually. I like Matt Stafford. I think it'd be nice for him to win. I couldn't give a shit about the Rams. I think, if anything, I'm kind of against them for moving their organization out of St. Louis. Right. And seeing how those fans, you know, they were, I, I thought they had good support there. I don't know if St. Louis can support an NFL team. He's fucking livid still. Yeah. If St. Louis can support an NFL team, I don't know how Arizona's going to support a hockey team. But moving on, swiftly onwards. Uh, so, yeah, my support was with 
the LA Rams, but after hearing Cincinnati say they're doing it for Harambe, <laughs> I gotta say I I'm with uh what do you call him? Cigar Joe. Cigar Joe. Oh uh, yeah, Cigar Joe, Joe, Joe Shiesty. Fucking Joe Cool. Fucking. Um I'm I'm in the same boat. Um uh, personally, Matt Stafford deserves it. I think right f- first off, both teams deserve it. Um, Matt Stafford has done a lot in his career to deal with Detroit, uh, tried his best, finally gets a shot somewhere else. And a lot of a lot of players end up doing that. They go somewhere else. The game revives itself for them and they find a home once again and a love for the sport that like carries them. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal athlete and I think he – at this point, he's pushed his team there. He deserves it. Um, now, on the other hand, with fucking Joe Shiesty, um, could be could be an LSU thing. You know, uh, I, I love his ba- I love his story. You know, was like the backup and at Ohio, whatever, wherever the fuck he was. Uh, says fuck it, comes to LSU, wins a title with a with the LSU team that has been fumbling for a while. Um, so I'd love to see it for him. But at the same time, my thinking is the L.A. Rams team, if they don't win it this time, Matt Stafford's not getting a – not not winning. He'll probably not win. Uh, probably won't make it there again. Um, I don't I don't know how young that team is, but I think that if, if L.A. was not to win it, then Matt Stafford's not going to win. Uh, he's not going to get another shot. I think that a lot of those guys on that team are probably going to move on type of situation. As far as Joe Shiesty, though, I think Joe Shiesty can bring this fucking team back next year if that is the case and he doesn't win it um, because he's proven to be an impact, impactful player to the point where his offensive line can fucking crumble and he still makes it work, even though um, who they played, the fucking Chiefs, were able to shut down uh, Jamar Chase. He still found ways – to get the fucking win. And I think that's what puts him to the, you know, puts him in a, in a different category. Uh, if he doesn't break his leg, he'll probably get the team to fucking the Super Bowl again, or at least a deep, uh, a deep playoff push again. Um, I just think that the youth is with Cincinnati. They could redo it again. Whereas I think LA, um, I don't think Matt Stafford has too much more left in him. This might be his miracle run, you know, Either team wins, I'm fucking cool with it because I, I don't give a fuck about the outcome. I just – there's just certain players on the teams I, I respect. No, I, I think that's a fair analysis. And before we get too off the subject, there's something I'd like to address, if that's okay with you. Sure. <clears throat> um, well, for anyone in Canada, I'm sure they'll have heard of the publication, Corey, for you. The Toronto Star is a news outlet in Toronto. They're kind of a tabloid, but they're rep. I, I I don't respect them, but they are they're legitimate news news thing. Okay, I don't know. Like they're a legitimate news uh, publication. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're a newspaper. Um. I'm pretty, I think it was, it might've been the star that did the John Taveras bullshit. They were one of them that you can get the idea. Well, today I wake up and I go on Twitter and I'm absolutely just baffled by what I see. And I, I could not believe my eyes, but I dug into it it's a legit article the toronto star released an article today one of their writers entitled why women's hockey shouldn't be at the olympics oh my god (laughs) and i think i'm looking for the tweet now i think it may have been deleted how is that how is this like you you need to lose credibility when you do childish shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just, yeah. <laughs> For 
I, I was shocked. And oh, here it is. Yeah. Why women's hockey doesn't belong at the Olympics. They still have it up. This is a 1.1 million followers the Toronto Star has on Twitter. It, I just don't. Well, there's 1,300 quote tweets, only 44 likes. Thank God. People are pissed. People should be pissed. It's disgusting. And I didn't want to give them the clicks, but because I wanted to talk about it, I did anyway. I read it. Um, if you want to read it, that's your own choice. But I just, I, I wouldn't support them. And they've hidden it behind a paywall now anyway. Nice. <laughs> it, it's disgusting. And I just want to say that Rosie Damano, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, just fuck off. The fact that you are a woman saying this too, like, I, I just don't know where to begin. Women's hockey belongs in the Olympics. Women are phenomenal athletes just like men and i think your excuse that the other teams aren't as good as canada and the u.s is pathetic and i really do hope you lose your job <laughs> that's really all i have to say um i'm putting my support behind women's hockey not just the canadians team and the american team who are obviously the clear favorites but the Finns, who canada beat i think it was 11 to 1 you know what? Those women are phenomenal athletes. They are Olympians. You cannot take that away from them. They will be Olympians forever. And I don't think any one of them would trade their experience. I think they would go into that game and lose 11-1 again because they got to represent their country. They got to play the game they loved. They got to showcase that they had guts and determination, something that someone as, as spineless as you are, Rosie, would never understand. So I just wanted to put my support behind the women because I saw that and that just absolutely disgusted me. It's a shame. Um, like, how do you not have an editor that's just like, that is, uh, that is not okay. That's not even okay for just clickbait. How is it still up? It's been five hours sounds like a tabloid <laughs> you know it like just, it sounds like a like a like a tmz-esque um like we just made we just throw a, something at a dartboard and we we publicize it you know that's how it's, it's just disgusting like women work hard to make you know they're still working hard to prove and they don't have to you know but they have you know for the ratings and shit to prove that, you know, them playing sports is something fun to watch. And yet, no matter how hard they try, there's still people like this that are going to go out of their way and publicize something like that. That's disgusting. I have a solution. And it's not, even, it's not even just, I'm sorry, Mason. It's not even just like their league. It's them representing the country. You should never, that, that's beyond just your beliefs, whether or not there should be like a WNBA or a PHF or, you know, whatever, you know, like a softball league or women's league in general, this is representing your fucking country. Sit the fuck down. Shut up. How, how do you not get fucking banned? You know, like <laughs> Jesus, it, it, I don't know. Well, there's a simple solution too. If you don't want to watch Finland or Switzerland get blown out by Canada, the U S don't fucking watch. It's not that difficult. You don't have to watch these things if you don't want to watch them. Really. And you don't need to say anything. Because I think it insults the intellect of not only people that do view those games, but also of the athletes. Because I think she, she alluded to something about China as well. If I'm not mistaken, I can't double check because she's hidden it behind a paywall now and I'm not paying for that garbage. But re like, really, do you think those the Chinese female hockey team, I know I've made some jokes about I wanted to watch it, 
but I do respect those athletes because they know they don't think they're going to beat Canada. They're not there yet, but they're trailblazing a path for future generations where as a Canadian, as a Patriot, do I want Canada to never be the top dog? No, but do I want the game as a hockey fan to expand? Yes. And I hope those Chinese women blaze a path for future generations, I can see a gold medal final, Canada versus China. But you got to get through the hiccups. You got to get through the learning process. And that's where that country is right now in hockey. Canada, the men's team at least, our, fem- our, our women have been amazing for years. The Canadian men's soccer team is just making, is poised to make their first World Cup in decades okay Mm -hmm. should we give up because we're gonna lose canada's not gonna win the world cup i know that but Corey, we've talked privately i'm so excited just to see them there do you are there not fans in china hockey fans who are in the minority who have been fighting for this for years and they finally get to see their women compete, their men and women compete in hockey. And you're going to tell me they shouldn't because they're, they suck or the women shouldn't because, you know, they're just never be able to compete. Like that's fucking ridiculous. And I really, I have a hard time calling that journalism. I really do because that's just pathetic. Yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. want to. I wouldn't want to work under a company like that. That would allow. I mean, at that point, that's fucking discrimination. Not even just slander. Um, I don't. I don't mean to, to move on too quickly from it, but I know we need to wrap up. Um, but to piggyback on what you got to about China being the minority and, and wanting to grow the game and, and see themselves represented. Gary Bettman has dropped the ball again with announcing uh, Friday at the All-Star break, All-Star weekend, uh, that the NHL Global Series will be back um, in the games are in Germany, Switzerland, and then uh, regular season's games in Finland and Czech Republic. Sorry to Germany. <laughs> Switzerland is preseason. You, you don't need to grow the game there. They have leagues there. They know what the fuck the game of hockey is. Why are we still not trying to do it in China and fucking Japan, fucking anywhere else, but places that have fucking their own leagues? And that's what we've talked about, or at least I believe we've spoken about. We've, we've talked about this every year when they announced the fucking global series. And we're like, why the fuck is it not well, being represented anywhere? That else? was what was big about this Olympics is that, you know, if, if I'm a Chinese citizen, who's not interested in hockey, I probably my, I'm less likely to tune in to an NHL global series in China. However, I am like more likely to tune in to watch because my girlfriend is half Chinese. Her mother's from China. Chinese people are very patriotic, you know, in their, in an own sense, they, at least she is, Mm-hmm. They have a lot of pride and they should. I think people should have pride in their country. They're going to tune in to watch their hockey teams play. They're going Absolutely. to support them. Well, it would it not be an added benefit if they got to see Connor McDavid against that team? Yeah. Would that not get them interested in hockey? But no, like you said, Gary Bettman has fumbled the ball again, fumbled the bag. And yeah, it's frustrating. Uh, I think the game in Czech Republic is interesting. I don't think they've had an opportunity anymore. Finland is kind of like, I agree. Like we don't need to grow the game there. Finland has a better junior program than Canada does now. We've talked about this. People that can't make it in the NHL anymore. I mean, you hear it on spit and chicklets and shit. Switzerland is like the league you (laughs) want to go to, right? It's like paradise. We're going to host it there. Fucking why? Why do we keep doing this? Germany's got their own league. Swiss has their own league. Fucking, it's just, I understand the concerns about China 
just because of COVID right now. But how smart would it have been and probably get a lot of people off of Gary Bettman's back if, okay, we couldn't have the, the guys in the Olympics. But next year we'll have a preseason or regular season game in China. I think it would have worked better with preseason if you're afraid of, of you know, the virus and shit like that. Well, and to add to that, I've heard some people say the NHL shouldn't go to China due to political beliefs. And I'm not here to weigh in on that because I don't want to. And honestly, it's not my place. But if that's what you honestly believe the NHL isn't going to China, then I would like some of what you're smoking because the NHL doesn't give a shit about public image, as we've learned these last few days Dude. with the owner, <laughs> the owner of Chicago going off after the entire Kyle Beach incident. I don't really want to get into it because I'm, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just tired of it. But <laughs> no, yeah. like, it's, that is not why the NHL isn't going to China. It's because they're, I don't know. We they're need to make money. We need, to, we, need, we need to make money again. Where can we make the money again? I think you'd make more money in China. So I don't, I think it's pure incompetence. But even if you're dead set on staying in Europe, why not play in France or, or I don't know, Great fucking Britain, where they speak the language of the NHL anyway. They have an interest in hockey. They have, they a, have fledg- a league. <laughs> a fledgling league, yeah, that, need, but they, that needs help, that needs support, mm-hmm. because it runs, they keep, you know, they, a lot of these teams in the EIHL, the England Ice Hockey League, they run out of money. <laughs> but they keep bringing them back up. They're fighting for hockey there. Do you know how many? And if you say location, you're off your rocker because England has more outdoor stadiums where you could have an outdoor game in England. I, I don't know, like any of the countless football stadiums. Which would uh, be fucking unreal. <laughs> Wembley comes to mind. A <laughs> massive stadium. Let me, I'm pretty sure. How many does Wembley hold? Let me double check here. Yeah. While Wembley you're, holds 90,000 people. Like you could have, there, there's so many opportunities for them. But yeah, like you said, it's the same with the stadium series, the Heritage, the Winter Classic, and the Global Series. They found one place that kind of worked and they've stuck to it ever since. It's pathetic. Um, but I know Mason, we're running out of time. Um, I don't have anything else to say. If you'd like to send us out, I would be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess on a little damper of a subject, but I'll leave with saying that I really do hope uh, we do get a, a game in France or England at some point. I think, you know, from a Montreal fans perspective, having the French backing for the Habs would be really interesting. Uh, England, I think is a great market. Great. Like they love their sports. If, I you, wish hockey- if you have the balls to put them in NHL, the game, how have we not had a, a game there? And, you know, if, if we've ever had one there, how come we haven't had one recently? Well, and what I was just going to add is that like, I don't even know if you remember, but the England team, I think was it at the Olympics in Korea or was it like the world they were they lost to Canada the US and but they mm-hmm. they made a surprise run they avoided regulation and nice. they were singing we're shit and we yeah yeah I remember that shit that was fucking awesome yeah. I love that they they're into hockey so it'd be really interesting um, they're just into sportsmanship over there and that's why it's silly to not to not even make it an option we're just gonna go to the same four countries that have always backed us. Meanwhile, the NBA's fucking donking on every fucking continent they can get the hands on. It's I don't know. We have a we have a lot of old heads that unfortunately need to pass or get fired so we can bring in some young kids that aren't afraid to speak up so they don't get hit with a fucking paddle or a ruler or a fucking belt or a switch to fucking, you know, speak up, hey, you know, maybe we should try something else to grow the game. You know, and that's not how yeah. we do things. And you get a fucking cigar ashed on your fucking shirt or something. You know, like but. you said, it's a shame. But here's to hoping that with the continued, because I think fans are starting to speak out much as we are, that we'll see some of these things move into play. 
in the coming years. But without further ado, that will be it for Habs Nightly today. Thank you guys for stopping by. And if you're a Billie Eilish fan and you made it this far, congratulations. My applause to you. Corey, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we take it out? Uh, no, hopefully I, hopefully I can recreate the same magic this week. I have to work the uh, WWE Raw is coming. <laughs> it's coming to the Luther the Geek Center. I'm going to try my best to do it again. Um, folks, we hope you guys out there have a great start of your week and uh, women deserve to play any sport they want. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.